can I have a more HD picture of the Last Supper? Thank you. <laughs> but which one is Judas? Judas. The one looking all shifty and weird. They all look shifty and weird. <laughs> oh, here we go. That's Judas. Yeah, ju- that, that's Judas. He's literally pointing at he's, Jesus. He's, he's like, literally he's like, like, they're like leading it. He's like, John, Peter, lean in. And he's like pointing at him. He's like fucking, there's a conspiracy going on. Yeah. I just, I love artists. <laughs> they're like, let's just, make, let's just make Judas look a little shifty over here. <laughs> let's put him shit. all on one side of the table because that's how people have a conversation. Oh, so funny. <laughs> Me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how do you Oh, Judas. <laughs> uh, Collector's ooh. edition what? The, the fucking can? <laughs> <laughs> and you know Sadiq would love that shit. He'd be like, there's he Destiny 2 on it. <laughs> he literally, he'll do that sometimes. He'll be like, I can get a code for Destiny 2. And I'm, just gonna I'm like, you know how that's how marketers make you buy the Rockstar Exactly. It doesn't mean anything. He, and he loves that shit. He loves <laughs> he that just shit. just love that boy so much. And then he turns around and he's like, I just hate capitalism. I'm like, no, you don't. You love it. <laughs> you love it. You're selling you shit. <laughs> uh, okay. <coughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Modern Spiritualist. This is your host, Raheem Nanos. For new listeners, The Modern Spiritualist is a spirituality podcast that covers how we might find grounded, authentic spirituality between the dichotomy of organized religion and new age ideas. Okay, so let's take a breath. Let's call in our innate goodness, our curiosity, and our authenticity into this experience that we're going to have together and allow the messages from spirit to be called down through our heads and out through our hearts in a way that heals and creates inspired action in the world. Um, Today, I have a panel, and we're going to talk about perhaps the hottest of topics, sex. Um, Before I get into that, before we start, I wanted to talk really quickly about William Penn University in Iowa. William Penn is a lovely Quaker college that shows tremendous integrity by consistently delivering on their high spiritual values. The Communication Research Institute and the Division of Digital Communication are looking for daring and amazing students to help create amazing video art. They have had a color and gender blind admission process since as early as 1873, and they are home to an amazing technology center in one of the best wired towns in America. Rent is inexpensive, the people are friendly, and you can pursue your creative dreams with their international faculty, who work on projects from all over. So if you are a student and you are looking for a great college that is aligned with good spiritual ideals, William Penn University is a lovely place to attend. Okay, back to sex. Um, Let's go ahead and get started, because we have a lot of prompts to get through. Um, So I'm assuming that everyone in this circle, in our mystic ways, would all agree that sex is biological, chemical, and at its source... Simply procreative life force energy that manifests itself in a myriad of ways, not all directly sexual. Would I be correct in that assumption? Um, just so everybody knows the perspective we're all coming from in the context of this conversation. Yeah, I'd agree. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, we're all queer. Everybody in this circle is, so that should be noted. Um, I'm transgender and pansexual. Um, I used to say I was bisexual, but my doctor argued with me about that, so I'm going to give in. I love that. I'm going to say I'm pansexual <laughs> now. Um, so why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves, and we can get started. My name is John. I'm a queer photographer and visual artist. Um, I'm gay, 
I'm a gold star gay boy. You sure are. I sure am. You made out with a lesbian oh. once. I did. Oh, you did? I make out with a few girls sometimes. It just feels more like... It's just fun. Yeah. It yeah. is. I just love making out with people, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> uh, my name is Basira. Um, I'm also queer and I guess bi- bisexual, pansexual. I'm not really sure. I kind of don't really put a label on it. Give it yeah, to like me it all. doesn't matter. Give it all to me. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like fruit from every tree. Absolutely. I love sharing the fruit. Variety is the spice of life. <laughs> the spice of life. I love sharing the fruit. I love yeah. it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, first question. Something that I notice in the gay community is a hypersexualization, but a lack of true intimacy. Oh. Uh, do, you, do you feel that due to the nature of the inherited stigma towards gay youth, that in an honest attempt to reclaim our sexuality, we lose sight of the sacredness of sex? And if so, what are your experiences with that? Um, I feel that because gays are often forced out of the sexual equation by the culture, we're sort of abused into believing that homosexuality doesn't have a place in the sacred, which is a bold-faced lie. Um, and that shame and repression of what would be a healthy sexual response sort of turns inward and manifests as hypersexuality. Uh, your I thoughts mean, on that? Yeah, so like, I, let me I kind of. I'm going to break up your, your prompt a little bit. I'm going to scroll back oh, yeah, up. Oh, yeah, go, I, go ahead. That was a loaded paragraph. Um, mm-hmm. So let's see. Do I feel that due to the inherited stigma towards gay youth? Yeah, I mean, I kind of always compare this to and a, a lot of other gay men, especially that kind of move to cities like L.A., uh, kind of experience this, like, sexual awakening, I guess. It's like if you had a jack-in-the-box just kind of, like, explode, you know? <laughs> totally, and yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It, I mean, every gay person... I, I don't want to, you know, group everyone together, but, like, I'd say, like, a majority of my gay friends come to L.A. or they move to the city or they go to college and they just, like, it just... It fucking... It's like... They go crazy. It, yeah, we're just, like, you get the slut out there. She just comes Because the there's out. so much fucking buildup. Like, yeah. you, you went through, like, yeah, like yeah. middle school, I mean, you know, high school. Right. Like, maybe there was, like, some gay people. Right, right. Um, maybe you fucked around you know, maybe a little. Maybe had, you know, you had, like, one or two boyfriends in high but school. But you just thought it was, like, this thing right. that you wouldn't get a lot of and, like, there yeah, wasn't a lot yeah. of people around. No, and then and suddenly you move to the city where everyone's right. gay and yeah. you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, this variety... <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. like you're suddenly kind of on the same playing field as like uh, just you know straight people who in high school have a shit tons of more experiences and uh, um, obviously I mean again like that kind of depends like you know where you grew up and like what the you know situation is to you in terms of like your family and schooling mm-hmm. and everything of uh, you know like acceptance and like if you can be like open and things like that yeah um, but yeah I mean totally I'd say like a, a majority of us kind of live fairly repressed and so eventually so like, of course yeah sex yeah. is like the first thing it's, it's gotta, like it's dope gotta flood out. Yeah, i get yeah. to fuck people finally shit right like all those hormones from puberty are still fucking there yeah. you never fucking um absolutely. got to let that out so. yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. so it does just kind of stream out which we, is yeah. a valid thing to maybe need to do right <laughs> like, no yeah i mean i doesn't right like yeah. we all have to go through that like initial like corniness you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and then what was next um abused. Uh, I feel that because gays are often forced out of the sexual equation by the culture, we're sort of abused into putting the homosexual place in the sacred. Right. I mean, I, I, I definitely believe that, only because, like, you, you kind of have to think about it, like, you're told that growing up, depending on your background, obviously, but even in societal terms, like, that being gay or having any kind of, like, gay relationship is wrong, and so you don't 
grow up like straight people do, like ha- like learning the different forms of love, like tender love, innocent love. It all just comes out like later on in life, and right. because it's later on in life, and people have you know have had these experiences already. The first thing that you go to is sex because everybody's already done everything else. Yeah. Right, and I mean it's sort of like I mean at least my experience growing up in the Midwest, it was like love and sex was categorical. In the sense that, like, what you did was you got out of high school, you found somebody, you, you know, you got married and you had kids, that was it. Right. And, like, I remember, I mean, we had, like, an abstinence-only program, and what Whoa, we did... What? Yeah, and what we did... Oh, talk, my God. What we did talk about sex was just, like, um, yeah, it was just, like, heteronormative. Right. So, like, no. it, wasn't meant, it wasn't brought up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, like, we didn't have an abstinence-only program, but we did have, like... We didn't. Have, we actually in Vegas. I'm from Las Vegas. I didn't have any like uh, sex education like at all, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but that blows my mind that you legit had like an absence on the program. Like, yeah, I mean, like, we, like, we did talk thing? about like, still doing that. Like we like, did cover like safe sex and things like that. Like, yeah, it was talked about, but the right. disclosure at the end was always like, "But you shouldn't have it at all." <laughs> like that was oh, always wow. kind of like, yeah. Oh. No, I mean, no. Ours, you know, like <laughs> shout out to like the few teachers that were like, you know, would be like, "Hey, you know, don't fucking." fuck each other without a condom, you know? And it was, like, it it was never... I mean, maybe there was, maybe, like, I don't know, like, a week or, like, a day or some shit where, you know, we got told to... We were shown all these, like, scary-ass pictures of STDs or something. Right. Literally covered in a day. Yeah, Yeah. that's about it. And so, yeah, that blows my mind that... I'm sorry, I'm still just, like, abstinence, really? Like, it's 2000 fucking... Yeah, it's like a crazy idea. Like, I didn't really come from a family that, like... uh, Like, I don't come from, like, a... Judeo-Christian um, experience with my parents, really, so, um, like, I didn't grow up ever being told that, like, being gay was wrong, like, my family doesn't feel that way, yeah. but I still felt that, like, from the culture and just from, like, things that, like, went unsaid, like, just in general, right. where, like, I didn't even, like, I was so, I was shoved so far deep in the closet at the time, um, even when, like, I feel like coming out would have been okay, Yeah. and, like, I still feel that. Damn. Like... So it just you when you say you still feel that like societal in terms of like where you are now or like I honestly can't even locate where it comes from. Like I think yeah. it is like mostly societal. Yeah. Um. But you know, so much is just ancestral, where it's just like there's just like this heavy feeling, and like I don't even think it's from anybody like alive, really. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, totally. It's just like still there. Like I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Um, and maybe it's just growing up in the Midwest where, like, there is sort of just this, like, inherited stigma about it. Oh, my it. God. I just had this, like, kind of weird uh, thought kind of come by that was, like, what if, like, as a gay man, you, or not you particularly, but just, like, in general, like, yeah. you carry all, like, all your ancestors that were also No, you closet. do. Like, like, you absolutely do. <laughs> so much do. fucking much. And so, like, of course, <laughs> so I feel like a lot yeah. of us, like, yes, we feel openly gay and we feel openly proud to be gay. Right. Like, but there's still all this and other you're shit. Like, but yeah. you're like, there's shame. It's somewhere where is it? I can't find it. Right. Because it is, it's not you. It's just, like, stuff you're carrying over. I absolutely feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just, like, so much shit to clear out that we don't think about. I wanted to kind of touch base, too. I'm sorry for us to mention it. Um... On the lack of intimacy, which is something I've kind of been thinking about a lot. And it's, like, something that a lot of gay men kind of joke about. Mm. Like, I saw this tweet that was, like, um, <laughs> it's, like, you know the meme with the guy with the butterfly? It's just, like, is this a... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it was, like, um, at a grinder hookup. It's, like, is this a relationship? And I'm just, <laughs> like, oh, my fucking God. Like, yeah. re-fucking tweet. Because, like, so many of us... And I don't know if this is just, you know, me, you know, being in my 20s. Um, or, you know, like, us, I guess, being in our 20s. But... Uh, a lot of us are kind of just like, 
what the fuck is a relationship, especially with gay men. I think. I mean, right. I know I, I I know a few gay people in healthy relationships, but I feel for the most part, like we're all let that that plane go by. <laughs> This, this is always a motif. The plane always goes by at some point in the <laughs> it podcast. Just keeps going. Oh my god, it has. Yeah, somewhere, yeah. Always. somewhere else to go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, I lost it. Shit. Uh, uh, is this a relationship? Is this a relationship? Um, You've noticed Oh, yeah, just yet. like in general, I think, I, and I don't know if this is just uh, conducive to being gay or if it's just that we're all in our 20s and we all have shitty relationships, but I feel like, but <laughs> yeah. for the most part, a lot of my straight friends are in a lot more healthier relationships than my gay friends who are, like, you know, cheating on each other or just, like, in toxic relationships and they can't, like, get out of it or, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I don't know, but it's just, it's interesting because, uh, for the most part, my gay friends are also having a lot more sex. Mm-hmm. My straight friends are, like, you know, kind of, They're yeah. getting married. They're having, like... They're getting married. They're a little more low-key about their yeah. sluttiness and, like, I don't know if that is, like, a thing with, like... Well, it comes back to the whole repression thing that I was talking about where... It, Growing up as gay, you didn't really, because we focus on the heteronormative, you don't get a healthy idea of what a gay relationship is. Yeah, you're never taught. All you see is what is on the media, and on media it's gays are having sex everywhere. Gays are hooking up with, like, a bunch of different people. And then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because of what they're saying about you. Yeah. Okay, I guess this is me. Yeah, yeah, like, I guess this is what relationships are supposed to be like. You don't get a healthy idea of what it, like... And it's hard because it's, like, is it that subconsciously I'm like oh I have to and when I say like slut when I'm like I'm a slutter at sluttiness like it's like a term of a We're not I take that back yeah like I love <laughs> yeah 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 no, I oh yeah I love that just want to make Sorry. sure yeah, but yeah. um yeah like when I see you know gay people on television or in movies or whatever like slutting it up I'm like yes queen get it get yeah. that dick and it's like it, 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 you don't know if it's like oh am I subconsciously doing this because I want to do this because I like doing it or because I feel like I have to like yeah, it's a, but I also think sometimes it's like a way for us to be like, yeah, fuck you. This is this is what we're gonna do. So it's right. like a way to like claim that. To take but it's it like, back. Are we yeah. just claiming that out of anger? And no, and I do yeah. know, and, and uh, you know, I know a lot of gay men that are like militant about not conforming to heteronormative standards. Like, yeah, right. So in you know that could go as far as like monogamy or like I don't believe in marriage or you know X Y Z. Yeah, and it's just interesting how yeah. we all kind of have our own. Yeah, because I think, I I think that in on the one hand it is sort of damaging to go really extreme against heteronormative, uh, the heteronormative standard of like being in a relationship. Because like, what if you are gay and you do just want right. you want to get married, you want to have kids, you want it to be monogamous, you yeah, want that, right? And like, you shouldn't shame that. And I feel like some people in the gay community do. They like, do. Oh, like no, that's yeah. what you want, right? right? Like, oh, you're gonna um, with the straights, really? You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, no. but like at the same, like you can't straights cannot claim marriage. Like you can do whatever you want. It, right. <laughs> you're yeah. Still it's like gay, if you want to be so monogamous, be monogamous. Yeah, yeah. If you only want to suck dick, one dick, suck one. If you want to suck twelve, suck twelve. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. And at the same time, I think it's really cool to break down that barrier and to redefine what being in a relationship means to be non-monogamous if that's what you want to be to right. like do all these different things yeah um and i think that's really cool too mm-hmm. to be like a relationship doesn't have to be any one thing it can be whatever you want it to be right or even just saying a relationship can be whatever the fuck i want it to yeah. be. you know yeah yeah that's what i'm saying um any last thoughts on that i think um i think i, I let out everything that i need to yeah, I mean, I did see, we touched the prompts. I feel good about what I said. Okay. Um, so how has finding your true spirituality impacted your conceptions of sex? Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, like, take a moment. 
I don't, uh, I really can't, I don't know if I can say I've found my true spirituality in the sense of like, that's, that makes me feel like I'm done and I'm not done. No, I just mean like post-spiritual awakening. Post-spiritual awakening? Okay. Um, my conceptions of sex. Damn. If it has, and maybe it hasn't. I mean, I think it has in the sense of like, and I guess this kind of goes back to the intimacy thing where like, it, sex kind of does change its meaning in that like, I find that my more fulfilling sexual encounters are like usually ones that are like a little deeper with people that like are also a little deeper. Right. Um, and like and sex with mystics smacks. Exactly. Like <laughs> yeah, sex yeah, with yeah. sober men smacks. <laughs> yeah, sex yeah, with yeah. people that meditate smacks. Yeah, yeah. Sex with artists smacks. Yeah, they're know? just more in touch with people's bodies. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it's like it's an eye contact thing. I mean it's yeah, like a whole, you yeah. know, it's like I I really I'm like, I feel like, you know, I know you in this moment, in this second, you know, like we're connected. And there's less, there's less conceptual, like you don't feel like you're being boxed in. You feel like you're having experience with this person for the time that you're having it. Yeah. And you're going to split off and it's going to be fine. Right. And it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, that, I'm trying to like, you know, comparing that to like drunk sex with some hot fucking idiot like which has its place too it does you know it <laughs> yeah. really it's in that smacks every now and then too but like for the <laughs> most part you know like it's not as fulfilling and, and what I mean when I say fulfilling is like good and like I feel like I don't know I, I don't know if you guys feel this but like sometimes like if you don't have sex for a while it just feels like ugh, like you know I don't know what I, do you mean Like, you mean when you have sex again, or, like, just when you haven't had sex for a while? Well, you haven't had sex for a while, and it just kind of feels like, ugh. And you're just kind of restless and, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to say recharged, but I kind of want to say recharged. Oh, no, I feel you there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're like, like, oh, this is what it feels like to be in my center. (laughs) Right, yeah. Right, right. Or, like, we we have this joke where I'm like, I'm just in such a bad mood, or, like, I feel wrong. And then you you fuck someone, and you're like, oh. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about you? Um, I mean, I guess I've always had, like, a really fluid idea of sex, but it kind of opened me up to the idea of, like, it, it, it's more of an energy exchange now. Like, I always yeah. thought that it was an exchange of an it's emotion, totally an of vulnerability, yeah. but... Which is all true, too. Well, right. Yeah, which, which is also is energy, true, but so. I'm... I've noticed more the actual energy exchange now, right. and it, it it's fun to kind of like play around with the energy yeah. exchange. Totally, totally. So that's been cool. That's yeah. been sick. Uh, yeah. You know, with the energy exchange thing, it's interesting to me that like I feel like the more that the more post sexual awakening sex that I have, the more that I'm like, okay, I need more fulfilling sex with people that are like energetically there. I feel that way too and especially lately like I I hadn't really come to this conclusion until this year but it was Mm -hmm. like I sort of you know I was never taught that sex was um like because I didn't come from like um I wasn't raised Judeo-Christian. Yeah. I was never told that, like, you could only have sex after marriage or, like, sex was a sacred thing. So I thought right. sex was just, like, a thing that people did and, like, yeah. whatever. And I was just floating around. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but then, at, like, post-spiritual awakening, I was like, okay, um, it matters who I exchange my energy with. Yeah. And that's, like, really the whole thing is, yeah. like, am I having an experience with someone where we're both getting what we need out of it? It's, like, deeper than surface level. Right. And it's with somebody that is understanding the exchange that's also happening. Yeah. It's, I um, think what, like, society kind of gets hung up on is, like, what, what did, you just said something that really resonated where it was, like, it, it's, like, a, 
an energy exchange with this person and it's like it's a, it's supposed to be this thing mm-hmm. and people kind of get hung up where it's like oh it's supposed to be with a woman or with someone that you're married to or you know right. whatever right and I think like sex can still be sacred and not be around this like arbitrary paper that you saw right says or, it's a right. Like, exactly right right or like oh with like this one person that like you know really well or like yeah. you know whatever whatever yeah. um I think a lot of us kind of get hung up on that. And it's interesting because, you know, even I come from a Catholic family and even, I mean, you know, my parents are Catholic, but it's not like, the, you know, my dad drinks constantly and like, you know. We, right, everyone never, cherry picks. Yeah, everyone <laughs> cherry picks their fucking things. Yeah, and so, yeah. And sex wasn't, you know, one that we did in my house. So like, yeah. I never, you know, was told that like, you know, I can't have sex with like all these people, but like. Right. Uh, it's interesting to see where we kind of pick up in society, like. You know, yeah, I think, just from being around. Yeah. And even things that aren't said, there's still an energy attached to certain yeah, things. Yeah. That, and you can fall down that rabbit hole of like, mm-hmm. there's just, this is just in the air, so it's become an intrinsic. Yeah. Or yeah. like even, you know, from your friends too. Because mm-hmm. I've noticed like, I think the more like kind of sex positive that I am, the more people that I meet that are like sex positive and like aren't kind of hung up on like arbitrary societal norms. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, oh, you're like hung up on this idea that, like, I don't think you realize. You like, don't even realize that you're hung up on Yeah, it. right. Or that like, happens all the time. Or, like, you're hung up on this idea that, I'm like, have you ever, like, really thought about that? Like, you know, dissected mm-hmm. that kind of, um, I don't want to say living belief, but, like, that belief. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Um, Basira, how has your kundalini awakening impacted your sexual <sighs> energy? And this it's doesn't just so, have to be sex, this can yeah. be spiritual energy in general. It's so interesting, um, after that, uh, that acid trip where I awakened my kundalini energy, it was so much easier to kind of, like, tap into it and draw it up whenever I wanted to. Right. Um, I think I only really ever pulled it up, like, during sex, but I do it, like, to music, so if I'm mm-hmm. feeling, like, energetically low... If I feel like I'm like I'm trying to ground, but like it's not working, I'll mm-hmm. put on music, and um, that kind of energy will help like center myself. Yeah. And then for the rest of the week, like that's it. I'm good for the rest of the week. Right. Right. Uh, so I'll have weeks where I'm just like so low, and then I'll just like tap into it, and I'm just I'm I'm good. I'm ready. Yeah. To, I'm ready to rumble. Yeah. Because I had my Kundalini awakening, like, very, very recently. It's maybe been, like, a month. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's been a little bit over a month. But um, it didn't happen until, like, after I started, like, working with tantric practices. And, like, post-starting testosterone, my the way that I run my energy in my body has changed, too. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I do have, like, the testosterone-driven thing of, like, where now I just kind of need the release. And mm-hmm. it, it's not necessarily, like, attached to anything. It's just, like, the... You're just, like, there's the energy building up. Move. It's got to go somewhere. Yeah, and so, like, post-Kundalini, I've just... I've calm down because it's like okay I don't need like a sexual release right now mm-hmm. because I can release it through my breath and like run it through my body it's just and so, so good I can't relate <laughs> it feels it <laughs> feels and I'm like amazing. oh my god that's what it is <laughs> oh yeah 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 you it just need the release amazing um, and so it's interesting to work with sexual energy in a way that can just be procreative in a lot of different ways like do I just want to mm-hmm. dance this out do I want to write a song do I want to yeah. you know what I mean and so yeah. I've also kind of started using it for pain I don't know oh. I, I've told you like how I get pain in my lower back really easily yeah I've, like, tried kind of, like, playing around with it, and I can, like, not exactly make the pain go away, but 
kind of outwardly spread the energy so that way like my whole body feels more centered and more aligned that I just don't even notice it mm. and it kind of like relaxes the rest of my body right and right. it's been super interesting I like it right that's cool yeah and it just feels amazing I don't know if any of you guys have like had your kundalini awakening but everything feels kind of orgasmically oh, yeah. charged. Yeah, yeah. Like, everything feels amazing. Everything tingles. Everything is just. Oh. Yeah, it's changed the way that I think about sexual energy actually, because sexual energy and life force energy just completely blend now. Like it's like, and so it's really sort of unleashed my. Sex is no longer in a box. It is oh, now yeah. just energy that I explore, it's, and that's completely changed the game. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna expound on that some more, like. Um, my inner sexual landscape has completely transformed just in the past six months, which is kind of what has led me to, like, want to talk about this podcast. Because, like, I started testosterone in February, and then I got my soul retrieval in March, and, like, one of the soul parts that I got back was, like, connected to my life force energy. Um, and then I got another soul part back that was connected to compassion and the capacity for intimacy. Um, and so... When I started testosterone, I had, like, actually come online sexually for the first time because it was just like, oh, this is the hormone that was supposed to be in my body. I know what's going on now. And then it was like, okay, I have this body, and its energy runs a certain way, and it needs a certain thing, and I should actually pay attention to and value those things. So, like, suddenly I had this, like, mind-body connection that was just Mm -hmm. there for the first time since puberty. Mm -hmm. And I distinctly remember now, especially working with the shadow self that I'm transforming right now, that I remember actually consciously making the decision to separate from my body around puberty because it started pumping estrogen and I didn't get what was happening, but I was having these, like, massive fits of sobbing and crying between, like, fourth and sixth grade, and everyone was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I couldn't even really answer because puberty was so traumatizing for me, and I'd already, like, shoved my gender identity, like, deep in the closet. And so I've been looking at my gender and sexual identity from a place of, like, greater clarity this year and hit a point where I realized, like, oh... I'm incapable of being sexually intimate with myself. Like, I have orgasms, but that's not the same thing. And so, as I was saying before, like, I started exploring these tantric practices, and one of the most basic practices that anybody can do, even if you have, like, no energy with, um, or, sorry, no experience with energy practice, is, like, during solo exploration, you can place one hand on your heart, um, and this sets an intention that you're exploring your body from a place of love and intimate connection with yourself. Yeah. And over time, these, like, sexual meridians and heart meridians, like, start mm-hmm. to connect and cycle with each other. And I think that's kind of what helped me start to, like, learn how to generate my own kundalini energy. Um, and exploring these practices really slowed me down and changed my mindset. Because, like, I'm a Scorpio rising. Like, the energy that runs in my body is Scorpio energy. It's very intense, and I have a lot of sexual energy. And that means I need release a lot. And before these tantric practices really taught me how to hone into my sexual energy and release in little ways, um, which is with breath and intention throughout the day, um, the only way I could release was through orgasm, which can be very, very disruptive if you need that all the time. (laughs) And that need for release was compounded by the fact that I craved true intimacy but didn't know how to get it. So I tried to fill that longing with sexual intensity instead, which doesn't work. So I ended up in this really dark place where I was like, more, 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 because this isn't working. Like, murder me if you have to. Just make sure I come first. (laughs) And then then I hit a ceiling. (laughs) I hit a ceiling, and I could just never, like, I couldn't calm down. And, like, here's the crazy thing, is that when I realized the predicament that I was in and began doing these tantric practices, I stopped having sex because I was like, okay, I really need a minute to figure this out before I throw my bullshit in with other people's energetic bullshit. And when I started cultivating this intimacy with myself, I started having this flourishing sex life, even though I wasn't having sex 
sex with anybody. And then I realized, like, wow, you don't even need a partner to have a fulfilling sex life. And suddenly I wasn't lonely anymore because that self-intimacy was, like, the most tangible thing in my life at that time. Mm -hmm. And then shortly after that, I was engaging in sexual activity uh, with helping spirits, namely Crazy Woman, who is a facet of the warrior archetype. And my personal fully aligned self manifested outside of me and had sex with me, which was, like, my whole experience of him is, like, for another time. Um, and, like, even with Allah himself, like, I've, I've had sexual exchanges with, with so the universe. Um, that has happened. And so now whenever I do come, I can actually feel Allah's light pouring into my heart at the moment of release because I place an intentional aspect in my orgasms now where I surrender completely to divine experience. Oh, that's um, awesome. But back to these helping spirits, um, engaging in sex with them is where I really learned how to have true intimacy with others. Um, like, these helping spirits have taught me about consent. They taught me about the right use of power, which, by the way, these lessons didn't make me less into BDSM. They just made me safer and more clear in my practices. Yeah. Uh, they taught me about openness, vulnerability, uh, true energetic exchange, and how it feels to merge complete with, completely with another being. Um, I learned the true nature of ecstasy, which is simply unity, and I learned how to let go when it's over, because you can't claim, date, or marry a helping spirit. Right. Um, working with my therapist was essential for the intimacy bit, too, because that was the first relationship I've been able to co-cultivate that is based on a, vul based on a vulnerability I had never experienced outside of a sexual relationship, mm -hmm. so I was suddenly able to experience intimacy with someone in a non-sexual way, which completely transformed all my other relationships and calmed me down a lot. Um, and that makes me think about the times I've done, like, acid with people, like, particularly you, John, because we've just done it so much together, but, like, yeah. you too, in which, like, these are all completely platonic relationships, but we've tripped together, so we've been inside of each other. Literally. Oh, yeah, literally. <laughs> it's just so good. And I'm kind of seeing how, like, my use of psychedelics was just a way that I actually temporarily satisfied that need for intimacy. Yeah. Which leads to my next question, what is your relationship with intimacy in general, and how has the culture potentially affected that? Um, is what it something? Sorry. How has culture potentially affected your relationship with intimacy? Mm. Um, is it something you tie in with sex? Is it not? Is it something you're even comfortable with? Is it something you even think about? Well, I mean, it, it's kind of going back to what I was saying before, where like, since I think because I'm gay, I have this really like kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, it's like a belief that like I've had like. Uh, Damn it, I'm missing it. It's like, I feel like I have to think, I have to be on in this camp that's like, sex does not have to be fucking emotional. Sex does not have to be like, intimate all the fucking time. It doesn't have to be with someone that you fucking like, love and care about, you know? And it doesn't always. Yeah, it doesn't. But then that also kind of leads me to be like, oh, like, so all the sex that I'm having isn't that. When it's like, it, you could do both. Like, you could have yeah. sex that is intimate. You Because we you know, correlate emotional intimacy with attachment. Right. Which is super unhealthy, and you right. don't have to do that. Yeah. And, yeah. So, so I think, back. I mean, that's kind of, I guess, something that I I struggle with a lot. Mm -hmm. um, let me see. Uh, intimacy in general, I think. I don't know. I like... Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean... It, that, it really depends. I think, like, I do like intimate moments with, like, a significant other. I think I'm very, like, comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. um, I think with friends, I love intimacy with friends. I mean, yeah, like, it, it really, yeah, I'd say I'm pretty comfortable with however that manifests, uh, depending on whatever the relationship is with, like, whoever it is, you know? Because mm -hmm. I think, like, with me and you, our intimate moments is, like, talking about, like, spirituality and, like, 
you know, our random fucking thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, like... And I think we're really emotionally vulnerable with each other, too. Yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. And then, like, I don't know, in intimate moments with, like, other friends manifest differently. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, like, I mean, it's funny that you just mentioned psychedelics, because I feel like that's kind of... That's, like, the... That's my favorite intimate moment. Yeah, what, I think know? that's how I learned intimacy too. Yeah. That's how I learned platonic intimacy. Right, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah. like I, I just meet so many people now where I'm just like, I, I can already just like tell. I'm like, you would be fun to trip with because I can tell that you have like this either like... You have like this need for intimacy or crave for intimacy that we right. all share. Yeah, that, yeah. So I'm like, that, I could tell that. you need to let go in a certain way and like, right, be yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I could, there are, at the same time too, I can tell when other people have like kind of like a wall or a barrier up because mm-hmm. again, it's like kind of the same thing that I do sometimes mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, you need like a little push to like let go because maybe you're not right. there yet in whatever way that means you know yeah either you know not dealing with your shit yet or like not knowing how to yeah just be intimate with people i mean i remember the first time i tripped and being like oh i have emotions yeah like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like oh cry <laughs> i can still cry love what wow yeah. <laughs> Let's celebrate that That's yeah we're still uh, in here wow. um, do you have anything to add i mean like i have a weird relationship with intimacy because i didn't have it growing up as like as a child yeah so i've always been afraid of it but wanted it at the same time and it's this weird game that i play with intimacy i can really relate so, to yeah damn yeah. you it's just oh, can you say that again <laughs> one more time for the people in the back right right <laughs> the all oh, this weird game with intimacy the, how you didn't go. have it growing up so you're like a, well, you want I'm it, a, you're afraid of it i, I want it and i'm afraid of it now right yeah, yeah. so i like, even with just platonic intimacy, I'm really weird with the way that I open up to people. It'll take me, like, a hot minute to, like, even want to open up, like, a little bit with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've definitely gotten better at it, but, like, I still have this whole thing with intimacy where it's just, like, I, it takes me a minute. I still am kind of, like, trying to shape it yeah. and figure out, like how I want to cultivate the idea of intimacy. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even with my fiancé, like, like if we're, like, having an issue or something, it'll take me a minute, and he'll just kind of, like, sit there and, like, just wait for me to, like, open up a little bit. Yeah. Kind of, like, crawl out of my shell. I mean, it's nice that he knows that that's what you need. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which is cool, which is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I have this weird relationship with it. Um, yeah. I don't really necessarily equate it with sex i understand that like sex can be intimate um i've only ever really had one sexual partner so i can't really talk about that Mm -hmm. um like fully but to me like sex and intimacy doesn't have to be like boxed together all the time you can have sex with people without having it need to be intimate and you can be intimate with people without having sex yeah yeah and, and both I think could be equally. I think we tend to box that into the same. We totally do. Yeah. Yeah, where we think like, oh, it has as a society. To be. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's where a lot of shame kind of comes from. Absolutely. People that like having a lot of sex, multiple people, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Um, and what is your relationship with pleasure in general, and how has the culture potentially affected that? Whether that's sex, drugs, like or chocolate or something, because I feel like. My experience with pleasure has come from an inherited shame, the source of which I can't really identify at this moment, but it has resulted in an addictive relationship with things that bring me pleasure, because the guilt that comes along with enjoying something 
uh, triggers the need for more pleasure in order to ease the anxiety that comes along with it, and then it becomes this cycle. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Uh, well, I, just, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it, and it's even, like, a little simple things, like... I, I mean, like, being female, we're told not to, like, we're not supposed to enjoy things in general. Right. Like, even the simplest things, like, oh, if you like too much makeup, like, that means that you're too oh my girly, God, you're too ditzy. Right, we're uh, told not to enjoy anything, Like, basically. girls enjoy things, Like, but, like, like let, let us yeah. just have stuff. I know, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I was, like, I was told, like, oh, you, like, aren't supposed to be enjoying this or that, and so that's always kind of made me, like, want to rebel and be like, well, I'm gonna do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So now I have this weird, like... Thing with pleasure too where either like I don't know how to balance it yeah so I either have too much of it or I don't have enough of it and mm, I yeah. never like and then it becomes this relationship of restrict and then it builds and then, then binge restrict binge yeah binge. yeah yeah, yeah. Ugh, that word <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean I I kind of I come from a family of immigrants so like it's just and I am sure you could relate to this too where it's just like everything is suffering everything is bad there's finish other people finish the food dying. on your plate because yeah. people in the holocaust didn't have exactly. it exactly <laughs> yeah. right. So right and so like that was 80 years ago grandpa <laughs> and so like I have this weird thing where like I just can't like I, there's so many things that I I have to hoard things I restrict and I like don't like it's so bad and like like I mean there's certain things for a while I was like fucking splurging on camera shit on on anything art related because I'm like this is my art like I mm-hmm. I can this I, is my work this right. is my career I can have this. I can have as much yeah. as I want right right and yeah. it's like okay bitch like <laughs> not every fucking day like, <laughs> right or I'm and like um I think with sex specifically it's like a, that's kind of one that also goes too far where I'm like I get to the point of kind of like disrespecting people a little bit and I like don't really care about the other person sometimes and like it kind of hurt people's feelings I feel that I run the issue that I find I run into is I can only have sex with people twice yeah like the first time is because it's right. new so it's exciting yeah. the second time is like we know what we want and this is like the the perfection yeah then the third time I'm like I'm bored I did by this. the third time yeah exactly. and that's like, that's I'm bad yeah, that's a no, bad it is I mean it's fine when it's you know consensual and the other person gets that but if they don't sure then it's just or like, if you do what like I find myself like I want a consistent partner and I can't do it because I get bored yeah, that's why, <laughs> you know? that's why I'm single right now. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, and I don't know if, if that's uh, tied to intimacy and pleasure in terms of, like, something that I haven't really, like, dealt with. It sounds more like it's that than something I just haven't thought about, you know? Right. Um, uh, there was another thing I wanted to touch upon. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to me the way that everything kind of just manifests in different levels. Like, I feel like with drugs, I'm pretty, like, you know, I know my limit, and my wallet knows its limit. Like, it's like, okay, bitch, like... Bar minimum, yeah. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. right. And, um... It, yeah, I'm trying to see. I feel like I had another thought, and it totally just, like, left me. The shame thing. Yeah, well, the... the guilt and the shame. I yeah. think, well, the, the kind of using pleasure to, like... As a coping mechanism for, like, anxiety, totally. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, I think, I feel like I've, yeah. Yeah, which becomes a dualistic process of, like, I feel guilty for doing this, so I'm going to do more of it so that I don't feel guilty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you're just, like, trying to compensate for it. Yeah. Or, like, I'm not going to do this thing because it made me feel... The coping mechanism right. is giving you the anxiety. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Um... Okay, so I'm going to rant, if that's okay, for this last topic. Uh, yeah. And then I'll let you guys... Uh, add to it at the end. Go off, um, so this next topic is gonna get pretty meta, 
Um, divine masculine and feminine. Um, I want to debunk some stuff, and I want to hear your thoughts. Um, and if this gets, like, too theoretical, let me know. Um, but, like, okay, so I'm a Taoist, right? And in my Taoist practice, yin-yang energy is the fundamental concept that we work with, which everybody knows that from, like, a, a popular cultural aspect. Like, everybody knows the sign, like, yin-yang, like, whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking art teacher. <laughs> yeah. People still do that? <laughs> and, I th- and I think a lot of people, like, let's not get it twisted, like, okay, whatever, it's a pop culture thing. It's also a very ancient, ancient school of thoughts, <laughs> right? So and I think a lot of people associate yin-yang energy with male and female. Like, yin being female and yang being male. Right. And I want to challenge that. And challenge that, challenging that also means challenging the fundamental aspects of the way we identify with masculine and feminine energy. Um, this was sprung by my Tai Chi instructor, who was giving a lecture about yin-yang, and granted, yes, trying to explain the unexplainable mystery that is derived from an ancient and deep Eastern philosophy to westernized people right. is a challenge, and I'm sure he's dumbing it down. But I had to challenge this anyway, because, like, he's doing the whole, like, positive versus negative, night versus day, sun versus moon, like... Okay, sure, yeah. Oversimplified, but fine. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but then he got to man versus woman, and I was like, uh... hold up. Um, one of the things he said, um, and I commend him for, uh, he did mention ch- transgender, like he said, outside of a transgender situation. Yeah. Um, can a man get pregnant? No. Because it's yin energy, female energy. And I thought, okay, yeah. Like, pregnancy is yin energy. It's cultivating. It's like, it's inward. It's, you know, right. whatever. Um, but childbirth is young. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and childbirth is still female. And this is just one example. Like, sexual practices in which the man is the receptive partner, regardless of the gender of their partner, that's yin. Right. Um, like, gay men can be the receptive partner. Also, straight men can be pegged. You know, like, um, introspective, uh, reflection is yin, sleep is yin, giving a speech is yang, men or female can both, you know, do that. So, like, we are equal parts yin and yang, equal parts masculine and feminine. And I think we need to separate the active and receptive qualities from male and female characteristics. Um, in the shamanic cycle teachings, um, that I do, year three, which is a year I haven't done yet, granted, um, is the year of the divine masculine and feminine. And that year, a bunch of students come out of that year as non-binary, like a good deal of students. And I think that really speaks for the ways that we box our gender and sexuality in a way that really limits our capacity to be and to manifest. And when we travel to an extreme, like an extreme expression of masculinity or femininity, femininity as defined by the culture, we go into excess, um, sorry, and that's when the toxic expression of these energies start to form. Uh, balance is the keynote of the universe. Sufis say that all the time. I think it was Pierre Valaya that said that. Ooh. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't identify as a gender or a sexuality or whatever. I don't think that's the problem. Um, but what I'm saying is if... Within however we identify, um, what if we fully embrace the parts of us that are masculine and the parts of us that are feminine? Um, How would our experiences of ourselves and each other begin to shift? And in that instance, would we even have the need necessarily to put ourselves in these identifications? Uh, Because the whole marriage should be between a man and a woman thing, for instance, breaks down if we're all equal parts masculine and feminine, right? Mm -hmm. Like if, if the unity that we're talking about is like, the union of masculine and feminine. Because, um, um, like, you know what else breaks down is the need for someone else to complete us in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because if we are all equal parts masculine and feminine, we are all whole people. 
and union of any kind, sexual, spiritual, or otherwise, becomes one whole person and unification with another whole person without any attachment because you can then disentangle and remain whole. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Um, So, like, this fairy tale Cinderella you complete me story gets obliterated and replaced with, hey, I'm enjoying this. Let's continue to do this for as long as we enjoy it. And then you can start taking yourself and life and love a whole lot less seriously. Right. Um, We need to let go of what we think masculinity looks like and what femininity looks like and just tap into the energy of what that feels like and just be people that get to explore what they look like for that individual which will vary greatly. And I think it's great that we get separated from the whole to look at each other as these separate entities and then learn to love each other as one before sinking back up again. Um, like, it's a great, beautiful journey. And we explore that in every single type of relationship we have. And the evidence is how each relationship that we have with each person in our lives is completely unique. Like, the, relation, the relationship that I have with John is not the same relationship uh, that, like, you have with John. Like, mm-hmm. it's different. Like, you get me? Yeah. Um, and that's the mystery. Like, that's the magic. Yeah. And fuck everything else. And we, we both get something needed out of the exchange, and it's right. different, and it still works. Right, according yeah. to the energies you carry and the lessons you're learning. Like, yeah. we were thrown into this situation in these bodies... And, uh, like, the memory of being, like, you know, the primordial seed of everything erased. <laughs> like, we're, right. just, we're just asked to love each other and each other. Like, to love ourselves and each other, like, as we are. Like, that's it. Like, that's all we're asked that's to do. All we're- and if you're doing anything other than that, you're not living your soul's purpose. And that fucking starts with you and ends with God. Like, that is the alpha and omega, and it's really not more complicated than that. Like, I'm a thinker, you know, and, like, I can learn the theory of Taoism and manifestation and go to retreats and read spirituality books all day long, but if I'm not loving my neighbor, I'm nothing. That's really um, it. That's it. That's yeah. all, that's, yeah. all those just, retreats, all those books, it's, that's it. It's just love, love yourself, yourself, love other people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's all it is. <laughs> right. oh, God damn. People um, literally, like, <laughs> spend years, like... Theorizing like the which whole, is fun. which is which is fun. That's the whole fun of it. But then you get to the conclusion, you're like, that's so easy. Well, what? Just, well no. I mean, it, it reminds me of something that uh, our teacher told it's all me part once, of the where she was talking about someone that like was you know all the, you know these people in this community, right? Mm-hmm. You always come across someone that's like, oh well, I meditated like an hour yesterday, or like I had three hours, and she's just like, okay, well, that's but were you great. mean to the barista at Starbucks? Yeah, right. It's like, <laughs> well, like, yeah. It's like well, that's what the fucking good did that do to you? If all this ego is like trying, you're trying to separate yourself from everyone, which is you know just not loving everyone else. It's like the same thing, you know? Yeah, it's totally. All really totally. Down to. Totally. Um, like I like to think of Sadiq. I think of this all the time. Um, he was our other roommate and your your fiance. We're like <laughs> my sweet boy. <laughs> He was talking the other day about how he wants to read more spirituality books, and, like, I think that's great and power to him, but regardless of the books he has or hasn't read, um, I think at the time that Sadiq gave a homeless person the shoes that were on his feet in the pouring rain. And that was a manifestation of Sadiq's perfection. Oh my god, I love that story. Like, you can live your soul's purpose right now exactly as you are with whatever knowledge you have. Like, you can make change happen. And individual empowerment may be the most important thing we have to recognize in ourselves to that end, because I don't even want to give power to the name but America, we might all recognize, has a big, big problem right now. Oh. Like, how do we erase generations of systemic oppression and hatred due to, in essence, young energy in excess? Because it's got to stop. Like, fuck make America great again. Let's make masculinity sacred again. Oh, yes. Oh. Like, can somebody please call Donald Trump and tell him about tantric masturbation? Because, like... If he just like, knew... Maybe if everything would knew, be solved. He'd chill the fuck out. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, um, uh, yeah. So, last thoughts on that. God, absolutely. Yes. 
I just see, yeah, yes, yes, the whole thing. A, I, like, I, what, yeah, like, what I, more can you I say think to you, that? you nailed it. I, I'm kind of hung up on, like, the... We're just so hung up on, like, oversimplifications. It's, like... I don't want to, like, box in people, but it's just, like, Karen at fucking yoga had to have it dumbed down to her, and now that's all she knows. Is that, like, <laughs> right. the black means the boy and the white's the girl, or, like, whatever, you right. know? And so that's just, just like, all, that's just right. all that she receives and just, from that. And that's all that gets kind of put out, and that's all that a lot of people know and are exposed to, and that's what they're hung up on. And mm-hmm. I think it's it's interesting that with the cycle teachings of year three that people are just like, oh, like, it's... Oh, I'm not binary, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's hilarious, because it's, like, it's so fucking... Like, duh, of course. It's because, like, no, that's how fucking lost we really are, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just so fun to just learn, though. Yeah. It's just so good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You and think... we should do it. We should also <laughs> no, just love our breeze That reminds me of what a fucking Tessie told me once, our spiritual teacher. She, uh, we were pulling cards. I forgot from what it was. But it was like the a lesson. Cards. It was yeah, the lesson yeah, that we need to learn. Yeah. And it was like, oh, learn not to hate anybody. I was like, oh, but I already know that. She's like, well, then unlearn it and learn it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, there's oh, always more. There's always more it's to hilarious. learn. Yeah. Uh, no. I was like, Tasneem, you get me. You get I think it. the world would be a much better place if more people read and more people just cared about each other. Like that's mm-hmm. really. Mm. Yeah. literally love each other and yourself I just feel like that girl in Mean Girls it's like I just want everyone to get along like, <laughs> I miss when we were all smiles and not, rainbows yeah. <laughs> yeah she doesn't even go here but but doesn't she, she she's she does everywhere she's there. isn't she everywhere she's there <laughs> she is the alpha and but the doesn't she I'm so love fucking her. dead but doesn't she she's there she doesn't go there <laughs> she wasn't enrolled I'm <laughs> She graduated. <laughs> she can be wherever she wants to be. <laughs> she can be anything. She can be anywhere. She can be anything. Anything could be anything. Everything is everything. Um, yeah. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I would like to thank the ancestors and the helping spirits. I would like to thank the earth and the sky. I would like to thank you for listening. I would like to thank my panelists for being here. Um, you were born for the development of your soul. Please go develop it. Thank you so much, and have a great week. (laughs) Bye.